I'm Tom Saunders, getting through this in Los Angeles. And I'm Scott Blakeman in New York. And this is a Getting Through This special report, our inaugural episode with Joe Biden as president. We've recorded 292 episodes every single day since April 1st, and they all had one thing in common. Donald Trump was the president. And despite that heavy talk burden hanging over us, Tommy and I kept our chins up, partially because it tightens the skin. And we were on time and hit our marks every day. Today, well, we can breathe deeply. We obviously could breathe before, but now that Trump is gone, there's so much more oxygen in the room. We still hope, as we did when they were nominated, that President Biden and Vice President Harris will get the chance to listen to our podcast and ultimately be our friends. But for now, they're our hope and our inspiration. Scotty, you're so right, because it's so astonishing to think that this podcast will have survived Trump all the way to now. And, and, and this minute actually is causing me to sigh, Scotty, just as you say from the oxygen in the room. This is a sigh of relief that comes when you know you're truly at the end of the monster movie. And this monster movie that we've all been an extra in for the last four years, it's like a classic 80s horror film. You think the monster is dead, just as we thought it was the end of Trump after the election. Remember on November 4th, oh. people rejoiced, kissing in the street. We, well, we dreamed of that. But the law is the law, and the monster was allowed to stay in the house of power until his army of zombie minions arose to attack, to attack the Capitol. Scotty, until today, we could only squirm in our seats with worry. Would we survive? Would the monster ever leave? I was counting the hours and now the minutes with much of the rest of the world. Would there be one more scare? Would the monster rise up in the middle of the Capitol reflecting pool during the inauguration and make everyone in the audience scream? Roll credits, please. Well, Tommy, the past four years was a monster movie that I didn't choose to be a part of, but I was cast in it against my will. But today's inauguration was the opening scene of a marvelous new picture that I'm proud to be a part of. A new and much happier world where Lady Gaga always sings the national anthem, where Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley have the worst seats in the house, or preferably no seats at all, and where the good and decent people, having defeated the invaders and the goons, rise up to save the planet. Yes, Scotty, I, I, I truly do feel uh, uh, like I join you in that wild optimism. Um, uh, in in the course of the uh, of the events, I, I will say that I did fear that Lady Gaga's huge dress would upstage this this great event and perhaps even knock over some of the Marines standing at attention nearby. But it didn't. It didn't. So the new administration is off to a good start. And it was a good touch that the monster chose not to attend the ceremony and remained at Mar-a-Lago. Looking forward, I wonder what I'm going to do with all the extra time I'll have because I won't be glued to the news. I was telling a friend of how we used to have events like 9-11 or in California, the earthquakes and the riots that would shut everything down for a few days. and We'd all be glued to our screens morning, noon and right night. And it felt like that for the last four years of Trump's presidency, like four years of that, where you're all where I felt like glued 
to the TV, to, to MSNBC. And it, 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 in this incredible, huge, if we call it a monster movie, it's like a monster th- series culminating the panic, pandemic and the insurgency. Now, what will we do? We news junkies. When the greatest disasters of our lifetime have abated and news is no longer as compelling or content, Scotty, I'm starting to fear that I may run out of YouTube videos. I'm embarrassed to say how many times I've watched a 1977 TV clip of Taste of Honey singing Boogie Oogie Oogie. Well, even in the best of times, you can't get enough of that video. But Tommy, yes, I think, well, you know, we're, um, uh, I think, unfortunately, there will always be news events going on that will take our attention. But now at least this man today has been so freeing Well, the last few days with him not being on Twitter. And I think it was overreported sometimes, but now he is going to go back to being this inconsequential person and he could the say what he wants and it just doesn't matter. And no one cares anymore. And now, and it's right. I'm glad he wasn't there. And that would have been, although he should have had sat there with a dunce cap on and nobody would have talked to him. Mike Pence was, was there and, I give him credit. Well, no, I don't give him credit for being there. I mean, he did everything wrong up until a few days ago, but I'm glad he was there uh, and he was sort of off to the side. And, and he was a character, Scotty. He was yeah. a character in the monster movie. So he was yeah. the guy who, who was saying, there's no, there's no monster. You people, it's all just crazy. This guy, this monster is a perfect, he's my friend. Ah! Right. <laughs> well, and again, because in the end, the monster the defends the monster at first, but gets has his comeuppance. And this the inauguration did feel like Pence's comeuppance. He, he looked very out of place, which he was, yeah. even though he was uh, a, 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 traditionally the vice president comes to these things. But he, and I, I was sa- talking to you in the green room, Scotty, as they're leaving, he, his wife looked quite scared. This is a guy who nobody likes him. Now, the, 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 the Trumpistas, the Trumplicans want to hang him. And the, the, uh, the Democrats want nothing to do with him. Well, it's a cautionary tale for anybody thinking of being a sycophant uh, to advance your career. It never works out. It never works out. Even a guy like Chris Christie, who really just, you know, he's, I always say he sold his soul to the devil, got nothing for it. I mean, he, you know, was there with Trump and then never got any uh, position, really. But there's no good way. So don't be the sycophant for the monster. Try to just do, chart your own course. You'd be better off because in the end, you can never win out. And this is what the... It's so true. You know, in the end, the monster will always turn on you, which he did. And and they didn't get that from Jeff Sessions when the monster, as soon as, the, you know, Jeff Sessions was his first big fan. Remember, he was the first yeah. senator who actually said, I'm with Trump. Look at me. I'm wearing this hat. And I like Trump. And and uh, uh, fake news, and, 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 you know, just start. And, and, and then and then Trump, you know, we know the story. Yeah. Trump, yeah, well, everybody. I mean, you could do and, and every single thing right. And, and these people become pariahs in both their party and in the Democrat party. Now, that to me is a unique new element to the monster movie is that the monster movie where people hang out with Frankenstein and try to be Frankenstein's friend and be on Frankenstein's side. But Frankenstein winds up eating them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there are some some of our listeners that, you know, feel some sympathy for Frankenstein. I mean, he does have the whole backstory and everything. But, um, you know, the bad monsters, certainly. Uh, there was a great cartoon, I think, in The New Yorker, and it showed King Kong on the top of the roof and the whole city in flames. And someone said, oh, it's all right. He'll be gone in a week. Yeah, <laughs> sort of. But, uh, you know, and it's. Yeah, but, but wait, can I, 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 
This is kind of interesting. I, I didn't plan uh, this particular line of inquiry, but I couldn't help noticing that you, uh, you sort of shrugged off my Frankenstein uh, comparison because you thought you were saying Frankenstein is a good monster because of his backstory. Well, I feel like, again, I'm not that skilled in, in the oeuvre of Frankenstein, but I always sort of felt that he had some, you know, there were things that would make you feel for him in some way, the circumstance of becoming a monster. So I think maybe some people have a little sip. I mean, he, he was a monster, so not, not an attractive guy, but... Uh, I feel no. Frankenstein. I, I think more of like the these hard these Japanese kind of films where it's the the Zulu monster. I, you know that you can't no reasoning with that monster. Frankenstein. No, I think it, is a Frankenstein. Thing. Yeah, I, I'm I'm going to push back on that just a little bit, Scotty. Yeah. Uh, actually, I am a student of monsters. I I think I may have mentioned this on this show. Uh, I stayed up all night one time watching monster movies, and that started making me not have not be able to sleep for yeah me. i could see why yeah yeah no i don't i'm not well versed uh, in that well, i do remember I, the great uh, let me just yeah. clarify so that uh, our listeners uh, um and this is very important realize they should not if uh, uh, yes frankenstein is a fictional character created by mary shelley in the 1800s but turned into uh, the, the 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 absolute pinnacle of frankenstein movies was the 19 31 uh, uh, Universal with Boris Karloff. Yeah. And that monster was a badass monster. That was not a good, his brain, because remember, if you, if you remember the movie, Igor goes to get a brain uh, from a, a, a nearby um, hospital or something like that. And there's a, there's a regular brain and then there's the criminal brain, you know, and it's, it's very well labeled. You can totally see regular, he's, he's supposed to steal the regular brain. Igor knocks over the, and, and it's, it's in glass jar, not, accidentally knocks over the regular brain and then go, oh, oops, well, I might as well take the criminal brain. I guess that wouldn't be. It's all on Igor. That's what happened. So uh, that monster was a criminal monster with a criminal brain. The, the sure, brain yeah. I guess it was a metaphor, maybe. I guess uh, what I'm thinking, though, is... Uh, Always read the labels. Scotty. Yeah, no, that's very important. And by the way, that 1930, they, they've tried to do movies and musicals since then with Frankenstein and hasn't quite uh, yeah. connected. Do you remember the time? My one connection, I do remember these chiller, these every city had a, a monster show and like chiller theater in New York with, I think, Zachary. It was called. He later was a DJ or maybe before that, too. Everybody had their own kind of host, local host that would, you know, do these uh, monster movies and um uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. all uh, monstery and like they really love. Yeah, I mean, I, I was so into monsters. I was a real uh, and, and it's interesting. My brother, this is a little known fact, Scotty. To, and and um, th this is probably the most obscure name dropping you'll ever hear in your life right now. And I'm about to do it. And here's what it was. when I everyone knew I was way into old movie monsters, right? As a kid, as a twelve year old, so my brother was dating my older brother. He's I was like eighteen, and he was dating this girl who lived up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, it just so happened, her family was the family uh, was related directly, or some uncle or granduncle was Boris Karloff, huh? right? Okay, now follow me here, Scotty. So as a gift to me, my brother gets a spoon 
that says the, that has the family name. But the family name, in fact, was Pratt. William Henry Pratt was the name of Boris Karloff. If you look it up, you'll see his original name was William Henry Pratt. Mm. Right. Well, this spoon had a P on it. And uh, and so it, it, it carved into it in a silver spoon, Scotty. True story. And so now I had to go around and, and tell my friends, this was Frankenstein's spoon. And they would look at it, and it looked like a totally normal spoon with a P on it. And I was like, and they, why, why does it have a P? Doesn't, why, wouldn't it say Frankenstein? No, no, Boris Karloff. He bore, yeah, but Karloff is the K. I, no, no, but his name was William, his real name was William Henry Pratt, you see. And, <laughs> and I would have to go through all that just to make people scared of my spoon. Wow. And then by then the fear, you know, wears off. And, it and abated. It, but this is a great example. There were, you have the authentic thing and you, you can't prove the authenticity. No. It's too convoluted, but you have the real, <laughs> if you had to say, it would not make sense because that wasn't his real name. It wasn't his real name. And people just weren't buying this at all. And, and, and they just weren't impressed, Scotty, that I had the spoon of Boris Karloff, whose real name was William Henry Pratt. And had a pee on it. They just weren't. Imp- but it does make me think about monsters and uh, realize that I actually am an expert on monsters. And that if somebody really had, like, if there were a real monster attack, I could be called to a panel. You know, I could be a pundit on one of these news shows. Now, and- you wouldn't be the scientist. No. No. You knew you would know him. I, right. I would be, uh, I have studied monster movies primarily. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, well, it's the same uh, thing, basically. From an early age. Yeah. yeah, and it is. It's the same. And, and so this was a monster movie. These last four years was like a monster, a four-year-long monster movie. Yeah. So it had all the elements, right, where, they, where you have this, the, the, the terrible uh, 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 guy. And also, we, you know, it, it, the other way to look at Trump was that he was a, bat, uh, uh, a supervillain. Like a you know, uh, like in Batman, you know, yeah. he he does did seem like a supervillain. Like the more you tried to destroy him, the stronger he got. So, well, or he would, or more you thought he was destroying himself, he got stronger. Yet he was his downfall was he was not as slick as uh, you know the Joker or any of these other fine villains. He was incompetent. He really and he just in the end he just went too far. Uh, so get himself in. Always go too far. Yeah, yep. just that's what that's the only way you get them is that they 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 try to kill the they they accidentally destroy the little girl who became friends with Frankenstein and the and the townsfolk come after him with torches. Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah, a great go too far, and that's well, the whole thing is a, a great. And then the election itself, we talked about in an earlier episode that we think weak elections should be the norm. I mean, it usually used to be. One night after a couple of hours, we can now declare the winner. No, this thing went on for a week. It's exciting every day what's happening with this state. Of course, I don't want to have to go through this lying about, you know, fraud that didn't exist. But it was exciting. It literally is exciting. Right. As you said, right up until today, it wasn't like usually it's the election is over. OK, several months of transition. And here's the inauguration. No, we didn't know what it was going to be like, who was going to be there. This was as pro forma as you can get. It's pure pomp, pomp and circumstances in normal years, right? The, the, the inauguration, well, even the counting of the ballots. Remember the, 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 the formal senatorial, I didn't even know that thing happened, that event yeah. happened, but that became the trigger of the great insurrection. It was just amazing, all these, 
uh, just completely in normal times, completely normal and and boring and or uh, you know, uh, events that you would ignore, yeah. and became central to our lives. And and uh, yeah, I mean the well, monster. I think there's is some great slain, things, but we yeah. well, we don't know if the monster's slain. It's it's all set up for a sequel. I hate well, it. I think that uh, he's gonna go back. He's He's not going to be whatever he does now. No one's going to care. Won't affect us. He seems to have lost any following he has. That's going to be consequential. But what I like to, what I like to think about is you know the good things coming out of this. Um, we're number one. Some of the most sought out, you know, like firemen was always sort of the sexy kind of thing for women. Now poll workers, that's going to be the new thing. Like, hey, I count ballots. Like, oh really? Yeah, I did the one in Cobb County in Georgia. That's going to be this cool kind of thing. Everyone's going to want to work it'd be election workers and uh just as first responders of course have always been uh rightfully admired scotty you're you're raising a really interesting issue and this is why uh our listeners are geniuses because and they have to be geniuses to to understand our ability to go from from uh truth highly relevant truth and uh, to uh pure speculation uh, in a blink of an eye yeah. And in this case, you're talking about highly, highly important truth, Scotty. Um, I just want that to be to be clear that uh, uh, in, uh, and all of this, uh, the the uh, uh, the whole thing of what's going to happen next. The, the, OK, so the monsters at least abated right now, the monsters down in Florida. And by the way, in a, in a normal monster movie, you wouldn't feel so relaxed if you knew that the monster had just gone to his club in in uh, Palm Beach. Well, that would be the as you say for the sequel. But I think there will be no sequel. I think in this case he well, just I, he's like oh I compare him more to like an evil superhero. No, he uh, is. He's, he, the, he's the evil supervillain. Well, supervillain who's lost all his powers and influence. So he'll just you know go off there and he won't be consequential and almost will be pathetic. Will show up at wrestling matches or county fairs or things and that will dancing be dancing with the stars how, how great would that be well he was reduced to doing dancing with the I, stars. I hope they don't offer it to him but uh well, that, frankenstein had to do dancing with the stars well that's true. frankenstein had to then i guess but but getting apart from monsters for a second though just the fact um yeah so i think we're going the next this movie we're in now that started at noon today eastern right. is a uh i well what would it be it would be just a happy not a hallmark it's not too sappy just an uplifting, powerful, good film, very positive, and maybe some screwball comedy. You know, it could be some fun uh, things, but it's a great, uh, happy movie that we're in. Well, it's starting, it's starting, the, it's, it's, it seems like it's the denouement uh, of the, the monster movie, right? Where, where it seems like it's the happy new beginning, which is, uh, it really is this unbelievably big, like if this actually had been, it would be such a hugely expensive movie to make. With a cast of thousands, and and uh, uh, yeah, well, doing the scene, they talk about how did you do the insurrection scene, and right, the insurrection that went on for weeks, and they had to that's the big close one. down the use the capital the two right, like, right, right. You know, midnight to five in the morning, and then right. you know, yep. and who who plays that guy with the horns, and you got to cast that, you know, yeah, uh, and uh, no, I mean it, it, it really, it, and so that this scene, this you know, and then. the unknown soldier and all that sort of thing yeah yeah that was it's very much the the denouement you know who you know 
everybody looking at each other and we really you know the monster really is in palm palm beach for he's really in the mar-a-lago safely cannot be uh, and his powers were twitter and and that's what you know that's the that's the point of somebody some place at some time in this part of the movie somebody says you know that's in a way, we power empowered the monster. The, the flaw is with ourselves, for we created Twitter. Well, we, we talked about a, a few episodes ago about Mark Burnett, and not to put anything all on him, but certainly The Apprentice fueled uh, his fame and all the people. And frankly, we talked about news, Tommy. That going forward, I think the news media needs to change where they don't uh, build up and enable people like him, even though it is good for the rating. So exactly. yeah. there, there needs to be some real atonement. The news has been, especially MSNBC and CNN have been very uh, self-righteous and you wouldn't know that they had also been enablers. So you're right, Scotty. So there's Mark Burnett and, and, and uh, uh, The Apprentice show for sure that enabled that was the big thing, I think. That was the thing that really put it in people's minds, a lot of people's minds, that this guy is a, that Trump is a genius and he's brilliant and he's strong and he's powerful and he's always right, right? And, and, and then, uh, uh, okay, but then you're right, Scotty, he got more airtime, this monster. Like if you had Frankenstein on CNN as, as much as, uh, as Trump was on, Frankenstein's monster, as much as Trump was on CNN in, in the primary, Scotty, yeah. Frankenstein would, would have been our president. Well, Fox. you know, they always did that. Yeah, that was the thing, because it was exciting to put him on. And, and you know, Bernie Sanders would hardly get any airtime. It was always awaiting Donald Trump, awaiting Donald Trump. And so they, yeah, certainly, and going forward, I think. Well, it, even, even other Republicans, uh, like Ted Cruz was complaining he wasn't getting enough airtime. Well, that, I mean, that would have been a good thing, too. But, but certainly, yeah, it was. Of course it was that would. But, Scotty, you understand the point I'm making is that even Republicans were complaining about the fact that Donald Trump, uh, more than anybody, uh, was getting air, uh, incredible airtime. And, and, and so, yeah. So what do they do? I mean, you know, do. How do we? What do? Okay, let's. What does an average Joe like me do about CNN and MSNBC? Well, I think what we got to do is, as I mentioned on an earlier episode, even though I've done punditry, get rid of the pundits. That's one thing. I mean, CNN started with like one or two, and when Trump came along, now they have seventeen or eighteen. They can't even fit on the whole screen. Get rid of that. Get rid of the Jeff Zucker and mantra of one issue. Hang working. On. Before we go, before we move on yeah. with the, and Jeff Zucker, yeah, let's, let's hang with this. Very dramatic. This is this is we're making some news here on this podcast. I don't I don't think anybody else is covering this fact that you and I I've never heard of this happening before. A pundit breaking with the whole uh, uh, the, 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 the pundit the, class, the pundit class, uh, to, b- breaking with the, the entire pundit world and saying, no, no more pundits. I mean, that that's pretty powerful coming from a pundit such as yourself. Yeah, working against my own self-interest. No, but it's it's gotten out of hand. We got to go back. If there is, it should just be Eric Severide type <laughs> at the end of the evening news with an editorial comment, something very vague. And, very vague and nobody listens to him. And, yeah, that's all. That's as far as you go. You're just sort of trying to unravel these lengthy sentences that aren't really written for TV. Yeah. Well, yeah, nothing to. So, yeah, we need to change that. And also, there, you know, there is a lot of news that is never reported that we need to know about in some depth. And it could be done in an interesting way. And that's I think right. that's and by the, the direction way, you're going. 
Uh, you're right. And, and, and if I may say, Scotty, let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater in, in general. Let's never do that. Uh, um, and, uh, and while we're not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, let's not uh, end the idea of, uh, of showing pundits homes. I really do like being able to look past John Meacham's, you know, and see his fireplace and his bookshelf. Oh, absolutely. No, that's uh, we should keep that way. They don't need to come into the studio anymore and no. just keep them there. They've already fixed up their living room. They've got it. Just show uh, it around. They don't have to punditify because the, their punditry was the problem, according to you. According to you. Had they not pundited, um, what, uh, Trump would not have been elected? Well, no, uh, actually, in the John Meachams, people like that, experts, that's fine. We just don't need all these people. Just uh, We need to spend the time on actual news. So going forward, uh, you know, there was no reason to cover everything that Trump said in the way they did or every tweet. So going forward, let's have real news. Let's maybe, I would think we'd be better off, as I've said before, without cable news. If we just had a half hour or an hour, it should be an hour newscast every night. I think that would be a better way, and for people to well, still that's what it used to be like it used to be a half hour news at the yeah. end of the day, you know, in Chicago was at five thirty. Yeah, and and you know that was how you get your news, and you felt like you got it pretty much covered. You could still do it that way because it's still delivered the same way. Every you know all the you actually get more news in that half hour than you do watching a whole day of CNN or MSNBC because and they also, just. Less, it's it's less biased supposedly. Well, and it, yeah, and, and exactly, and it, and you have other time to do other things. Well, exactly, and I'm worried about that because I'm that really is kind of my you know as I go forward, what am I going to do? I've been watching news. I you know this has been this this national catastrophe for the last four years. It's been like nine eleven, and then it gets bigger and bigger towards the end with the COVID. And then, and then the huge insurgent, and that's all over. And now we, and, and now we're hoping things will get boring. We're hoping that that there's nothing, you know, no big events to watch. Now I've got to somehow turn my attentions to something else, and um, I'm uh, I'm a little nervous about. Well, that. yeah, I mean, there's sadly a pandemic for the next few months, uh, and that's the, yeah, that's, that's true. The... And I've got to figure out how to get a. I've got to. This is the other thing with the pandemic. You cannot just renounce the news. You can't just say ah, I'm through with the news because you got to know if there's going to be a, a vaccine and where it's going to be. You know, if there's there are no real news, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we'll real news. But Scotty, I will say one more thing before we get rid of all the pundits, and we're not saying get rid of them, but no. you're saying find them new work. Uh, hopefully, use uh, them sparingly, or use them sparingly, but. Obviously, use them fewer and, and, and far between. So they're going to have to get other jobs. And I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I guess it's OK to leave it up to them to figure that out. Right. It's not- well, because the deep, dark secret is, at least with me, many pundits don't get paid except for the ones on contract. So uh, they need a job, any, another job anyway. Oh, wow. That, so in a way, you're freeing the pundits. Yeah. Yeah. The pundits have been, in a sense, enslaved to their own vanity. Um, and and have uh, been doing all this punditry for free. I will say this: uh, that's a big story, Scotty, that you just unleashed. Uh, you know, you, you you keep making headlines th- today. Um, but I will say this: um, I enjoy pundits. To to uh, 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 during the the Trump era, 
the pundits on MSNBC and CNN, they felt like my friends, many of them. Well, exactly. That's what they were trying to do. And, uh, and they did it very successfully. And there's always their characters, really. And there's, you know, especially during the Russia investigations, that Joyce from Alabama, and she's sort of the folksy accent. Yeah. And then you have, you know, Mimi Roca, who was actually elected to, I think, Westchester County District Attorney or something. So yeah, they're, they're characters, and that's part of those. That was a movie too. People you like. It, and, you know. it, would it shock you to say I, I kind of miss Jeffrey Tubin? Oh, I absolutely miss him. I think he should be reinstated. I mean, I think uh, it was absurd that the New Yorker would fire him. And CNN. Just, and CNN, I think, hasn't officially yet, but it's sort of you, you know, don't see him. And, and there's a lot of legal talk with 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 yeah. this. Uh, um, uh, the, the second impeachment. So oh, that's the other thing. Second impeachment. Yeah, that's just that just went by. You know, second. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we just lived in the most intense news time, and I have a feeling after this, we're going to feel like we're farmers in in nineteenth century Iowa. <laughs> and, and and a big event is somebody bought a, a steam powered tractor. Well, that may take a couple of months before that sets in, but but uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, or then maybe newspapers will come back. There'll be twenty-five newspapers again, and and we'll go. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, just all the inexplicably well, comes come back. back. There's going to be no news. That's the weird thing about it. But I, uh, yeah, I, I just have to, th- uh, and I think I'm not alone. There are a lot of people who are grappling with the. Yes, we're all incredibly. I mean, I, honestly, I think a lot of us were counting the minutes before Biden got elected because we really didn't trust that the monster that, you know, a stake had gotten through the heart of the monster. You know, yeah, but, well, it turned out as his supporters see, too. I mean, it, you know, it's just all, you know, was very weak in every way. But but no, it's just exciting. And the good people have taken over and they're decent, nice people and they're smart and smart people in all these positions. So it's really I felt like the last few years we had to do the research. and We had to keep up. Now the smart people are in charge and we can we can trust them. Did you hear me sigh? I just sighed. Yeah, there's a lot of sighing going on and the good yeah. people sigh, not a national sighing. You know, yeah, well, that could be a good headline. And. When they, I love to see the front pages, you know, but that would be a really clever one, a national, a nation size. Yeah, a nation uh, size. A sigh of relief, a nation well, brief, you know. Well, that's the headline we came up with in the, cor- in the uh, course of this. You know, sometimes we put the headlines at the end of our podcast. Yeah, it will get people to, you know, read the rest of it. That's right. <laughs> and get to the, end, uh, the headline at the, you know, and it, a nation size, I think, is a really great headline. Yeah, well, yeah. maybe we'll see. Maybe the Des Moines Register, somebody would. I because that's what we've all done. A and then we'll know that they're they're listening. The Des Moines Register. I hope, I hope, and if they do, if they run with it, we're happy about it. And Tommy, as we wind down, I do want to say, getting back, of course, we want to be friends. We're not Johnny come lately, or Tommy and Scotty arrived late in some way. As soon as they were nominated, we said we want to be friends with Joe and Kamala, and now President and Vice President. We didn't just say wait to see how they were doing. We want to be friends. And not only that, Tommy, we do want to be declared the official podcast of the Biden-Harris administration. Now, it's not going to happen overnight, probably. But um, that's what we're looking for. Well, that's part of the problem was that the the Trump uh, uh, cabinet people were not cooperating with the Biden people. So the Biden people fell behind in being able to make the transition. I, I think we were right in not pushing for us making uh, 
getting through this, the, the official podcast of the Biden-Harris administration now, <laughs> at this point. It's too early. It's too soon. They're, they're grappling. I mean, when you think about it, uh, Biden, and I know we're, we're running out of time here, but Bi- it's been said, Biden, you know, uh, uh, ha- is dealing with, uh, um, you know, uh, FDR just had to deal with uh, the, um, the depression when he came into, into office. Biden has to deal with depression, COVID. This yeah, and they split. weren't consulted. They didn't get, there was no access to these departments for weeks and weeks, and so they were running behind. So, yeah. So the, we we're glad they could focus on getting their nominees in, but yeah, I mean, weird that we haven't really, you know, been working them over to try to get make this podcast be the official podcast. No, no, and that doesn't happen after this week or next week. If it happens, if it happens next week, yeah, right, exactly. You know, and we're 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 here. We're not going anywhere. So we're not going anywhere. We're gonna keep. We're here every single day, which I think obviously that that's a big point in our favor that, you know, we're on every day, you know, that, and which the Biden administration is probably working every day. At least now they are. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, well, hopefully we will be recognized, but Tommy, we uh, recognize, you know, a lot, of, we don't, and going forward, you're not going to see us. This isn't a topical news show, even though I do that in my stand up. No, but when the news is happy, then we gladly embrace it. And that's why we were so happy. Uh, that's right. Day today. That's- that's how we roll, yeah, and and um, so we glad yes, it it, it, it is a, a, a a truly happy day, and um, yeah, I, while there is a question mark uh, going forward, what what are we going to do now that the news is only good and, and isn't forcing us to watch it every every hour of the day? What are we going to do? And also, um, yeah, um, the the. Uh, well, yeah. I think there will be reasons to watch the news. But again, the beauty of it is the headline as we close, people will have on the average 8.5 more hours a day to do other things or oh, take God. a little that, nap. So that's I the knew. key. Coming that's a and right still there. be informed, still be informed, but have and, eight and, and a half still, hours. Add hours to the, to the day. It's still a 24 hour day. So without having to add hours to the day, we now have hours that we can use eight and a half hours. It's amazing. It could eight. Yeah, well, it's like really eight point four or something. But eight point four. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. In my case, it would be eight eight point six probably. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm and again, this should alert the Nobel deep, people deep. because you know, I mean, what if we figured out time? We're not adding hours to the day, even though we've discussed that possibility. We've given people back eight point five hours a day going forward, and that's well. Uh, you know, it's next December, the Nobel, so I know it's a process, but uh, I'm starting to get that tux ready for Oslo because. Uh, well, yeah, you know. I mean, well, also, that's that's all time we can spend on, um, frankly, uh, you know, preparing for, uh, you know, and sort of campaigning for getting the Nobel Prize. In a very discreet way. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and also more I mean, time to line up. A yeah. after-party venue, which is a key Absolutely. part of winning the Nobel. Well, Tommy, on this very happy day, we of course congratulate President Biden and Vice President Harris, and uh, I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this.